0: Scott Richman, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. Staff of ADL is seen as being on the front line of the agency's work, but that is not the full picture. An extraordinary group of committed and generous volunteers are often the face of the organization. incredible network of more than a thousand national and local leaders are ADL's ambassadors to their communities, to the nation, and to the global community. They're led by my friend Ben Sachs, the chair of the National Board of Directors of ADL, and I'm thrilled that he's my guest today. Welcome, Ben, to From the Front Lines.
1: Thank you, Scott. I'm honored to be here.
0: So, Ben, you are not new to ADL. In fact, you have been a leader in the organization for decades. What? originally drew you to get involved
1: about 25 plus years ago my son who was at one of the local uh, elementary schools came back uh he was very disturbed by something that he witnessed in the playground at the local murray avenue school in marchmont which was that there were swastikas that were painted on the walls of the playground and we later learned that there were swastikas painted on the doors, front doors of several Jewish families' homes in Mamaronek. And so um, obviously something that was disturbing and upsetting to the community. But one of the things that I witnessed at the time was that the ADL was called to come up and educate the community in a sense. And what what they did was to meet with parents and talk to parents about... Why anti-Semitism, but hate in general, was difficult and affects us all. They also talked to teachers on how to talk to students. And it all led to a community gathering where civic leaders, religious leaders, parents, families came together and talked about the difficult nature of not only anti-Semitism, but hate in general and how it affects everybody throughout the community. And I was stunned by how effective and meaningful it was and at that point scott i decided to start volunteering at the new york regional board
0: wow and uh you know i, I must say like we we deal with a lot of swastikas today uh, unfortunately it, it seems to have become uh, much more commonplace but in those days it was it was very rare uh, or much more rare than it is today and Uh, but tell me about your journey. You're, you're drawn in by this terrible incident. Tell me about the the steps you took. You you got involved, but, uh, you know, many, many steps to to get you to the point of being national leader.
1: Yeah. Thanks for that question. I, it, it was interesting because, um, as many of your listeners probably know, um, once you raise your hand at a nonprofit, uh, the staff reaches out and pulls you in and, um, and for me, the mission of the ADL, which is so incredibly resonant, um, is to fight anti-Semitism, but also justice and fair treatment for all people, um, was resonant to me at the time because I was looking to volunteer, um, and so this—I didn't—it didn't have to be a Jewish organization, but the dual nature of the mission of the organization was so profound to me um, that I just really wanted to be involved. So um, I raised my hand uh, because I my business is uh, of a financial nature. The folks who were on the the staff of the local um, board said to me, well, you're in finance, so we think you'd be great as a development chair. And so all of a sudden, it was like, boom, I, I raised my hand and there it was. So First, it was development chair in the region. Um, Then I became regional um, chair uh, some years later. Um, And I began to understand that a lot of the work at the organization takes place within our 25 regional offices across the country. So as you well know, Scott, incident response, education, education. Um, dealing with local um, issues uh, for all of the citizens in your communities uh, when they have problems um, are things that uh, I was able to see just viscerally and experience on a on a day to day, if not week to week, basis. And so, um, so from there, um, I was able to help um, at the national level. As well, I helped reframe um, some of the governance issues that the organization was. Having over the years, and um, at one point, they, I became national development chair, and uh, and so here we are, 25 years later, and I had the opportunity to um, sort of lead our volunteers across the country.
0: An extraordinary journey, and clearly, you're uh, you're passionate about the work. You know, you'll be in this role for several years, uh, and clearly, you've uh, you've come in at a challenging time, rising anti semitism and really all forms of hate. The lingering effects of COVID and deep divides in this country—just uh, to name a few of the issues uh, that uh, that are occurring now—tell us about your vision. What are one or two areas where you would like to make your mark?
1: One of the, the thank you. I, I think it's it's fascinating because every nonprofit is different. Um, at the ADL, um, you know, we were led spectacularly well by a fellow named Abe Foxman for many, many, many years. And about six six years ago, Abe retired and was replaced by Jonathan Greenblatt, who is a next-generation leader and has brought uh, a tremendous amount of passion and and efficiency to the organization in ways that perhaps we hadn't seen before. Um, So once the transition had been made and some staff changes were made and um, I think strategic priorities for the organization were reframed. Um, I think the next thing for our, for the organization to truly be successful is to take our eighteen hundred volunteers across the country and make sure that they fully, fully understand what their roles—or I should say, what our roles and responsibilities truly are—at the organization and and the and the. There's, I, I actually have three pillars, and I refer to them. One is to be an ambassador for the organization. Uh, two is to understand what a culture of philanthropy is. And three, to partner with uh, people like yourself, Scott, um, to help carry the message of the organization um, out to our networks to make sure that people understand the good work that we do here, um, to be able to, in some sense, be knowledgeable enough to counter disinformation that's out there on issues that are important to the organization, and also raise money for the organization because all nonprofits need to raise money to function.
0: Well, these are clearly very important goals, um, and you, you know you would be taking on uh, a, a very mighty task in, in terms of engaging these leaders and, and really mobilizing them. So thank you for that. Um, you know, I want to pivot just a little bit in the last few minutes of the show. You are chair of ADL's National Board of Directors, but you do this all as a volunteer, which is extraordinary. It's a huge job, uh, but you also have a day job. What do you do when you're not doing ADL?
1: I actually have a wealth management firm called uh, Core Private Wealth. Uh, that's Core with a K. And uh, one of the things that, um, that I bring to that job is maybe a similar thing to the tr- – things I'm trying to bring to the, the job at the ADL, which is, you know, we, we want to make sure that we are doing everything we can uh, for our clients and our families that uh, where we manage their sort of financial lives and, and be as um, helpful to them as we possibly can be. Um, and so before I, I actually accepted the position as ADL National Chair, I talked to Jonathan Greenblatt about whether or not um, he was going to be okay to have a national chair that has another job because some of the folks that have preceded me in this work um, uh, were people who were retired already, and he, he embraced the idea of having me as chair. And so I guess, Scott, to answer your question, um, I have to be very, very well organized
0: <laughs> to, make, to make sure that I can do all of it at the, at the same time. And, and where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? What's, what's your background?
1: Half my childhood, I was from upstate New York in Rochester, where my father was a resident at Strong Memorial Hospital. And then when I guess I was about 11 or 12 years old, we moved to Great Neck. Um, so I grew up the rest of my childhood on Long Island. Went to Bowdoin College in Brunswick, Maine, and then from then just got to work almost immediately after graduation in the, in the financial world.
0: Any mentors along the way that, that prompted you to want to give back uh, to your community in such a deep way? One of the, the
1: rabbis um, at the temple that we went to in Great Neck, um, I named um, Davidson. Um, he was a young rabbi who talked actively about uh, making sure that we give back. And I kept that with me for years to come. And here we are today.
0: Uh, Clearly you have an ADL and the community at large owe you a deep debt of gratitude for your decades of volunteer leadership and, and now this national position. Thank you, Ben, for that. And thank you for being on today's show. Thank you, Scott. And of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned into From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for from the front lines, and please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is Fighting Hate for Good.